Welcome, everyone, to the Gridiron Review Podcast. I'm Zach, that's Jack, and we are glad to have you all here and are excited to be a part of your NFL off-season coverage. In this episode, we will be breaking down every team's situation heading into their off-seasons. We will be discussing cap space, draft position, and number of picks, as well as positive, neutrals, and negatives in regards to positional groups. And lastly, we will discuss free agent fits and top prospect fits, specifically in the first round for now. The Denver Broncos have picked nine this year. Their $39 million cap space ranks sixth in the league. Their key free agents are Kyle Fuller, Melvin Gordon, Bryce Callahan, Kareem Jackson, and Teddy Bridgewater. Not a lot of big, you know, superstars there, but key members of their team that they're going to have to find a way to replace. They have an extra second, an extra third, an extra fourth, an extra fifth, and no sixth round pick as far as notes with their drafts. Their positives wide receiver room is very good, and they're all signed either on rookie deals or extensions, and it's a very uh, depth-friendly room. Their tight end room is good as well. Injuries not being like counted, but Noah Fan and Albert O are a very good one too, and they're still young, so they could grow to be even better. Neutral positions, running back, Javante had a pretty good year. He probably needs a running mate or at least a decent backup with Melvin Gordon going. Someone that more complements his skills versus I think Melvin was more similar than not to Javante. Not exactly the same, but I digress. Offensive line is okay. They could always add more pieces to it. And the defensive backs, again, are okay. You you could throw another corner, another safety, but it's not like a dire need. It needs to be addressed. Quarterback, what are they doing? We don't know. Um, are they going to trade for someone like Aaron Rodgers, it, which is like the heavy rumors? If they do, obviously, it, it's fine. Do they stick with Drew Locke and try to, to resuscitate his career and just bring in a veteran to mentor him? Possibly. Uh, we here are Drew Locke fans, so I would love to see that. However, I could also see them trading for him. I don't. I just don't think they draft their quarterback. What would be interesting, um, we'll talk about trades in an article and another podcast possibly, but with the Packers having representation there, obviously, with Hackett, they could trade for Jordan Love as he's been rumored to be moved in the next couple of days if they don't go for Rodgers. I mean, both of those are obviously familiar. If the Broncos are gun shy about making the big swing, but we'll see. It could be answered in a day. It could be not known for a couple of weeks or even longer. Their defensive line needs to be added to, and their linebackers, they have Baron Browning and Bradley Chubb. Chubb's hurt a lot, even though he is good, and Baron Browning is unproven. There's just missing pieces there. There's no depth, anything like that. Uh, their free agent fits, as we just mentioned, they need another linebacker with Von Miller traded. Harold Landry or Hassan Raddick would fit perfectly across from Chubb. That unless they go in and change the defense, they would be Landry and Chubb or Raddick and Chubb would form a very good duo of pass rushers. Marlon Mack makes sense as a handcuff slash backup slash part-timer to Javante. They complement each other well. Draft fits for the first round. One of the corners, so you'd have Sertain, and if one of the main two falls, then that would be great. If you have a third like McCreary or McDuffie or Booth that really ascends throughout the draft process or in our eyes, that would work. And then you've got, you know, Nicobe Dean or Devin Lloyd, whichever one's available, or if they're both there, whichever one the Broncos prefer, that would give them a very strong presence in the middle uh nothing other note besides again keep an eye on their quarterback trade situation they could be making a big splash and it might even not be for Rodgers or one or love it could be for Russell they've been linked to a lot of the different quarterbacks 
we will keep going. And the next team, Jack. So with the 10th pick this year, um, the 10th pick actually belongs to New York um, because Seattle is very, very stupid. In terms of draft uh, picks, they have an extra fourth and no seventh. And obviously you traded for Blitch Boy. So, I mean, I hope you're happy because you shouldn't be. In terms of their roster, as it sits right now, the quarterback room is a positive because Russ is still technically there. But with all the rumors around him, it could be up in the air within the next couple of weeks or by draft night or whatever the case may be. The same goes for receiver room. They're a positive. I think they have solid depth. But if you see Russ being traded, you probably automatically lose DK and especially Tyler Lockett. I'd argue that Lockett would want to be package with Wilson which I mean would be a steep price but I feel like those two just have a connection that is hard to find in this league like I feel like the closest thing we have after watching this year is Stafford and Cooper Cup who play in the same division positions that need to be addressed immediately running back tight end o-line d-line defensive so basically basically this team just needs everything I mean it's obviously too late now to be firing Pete Carroll but I think this is a team who as it sits right now, has $37 million in cap space, which, which ranks eighth. But I think you just you have to tear it down because the stars that you have are just getting old. Russ is aging. And, I mean, the truth of the matter is it doesn't even sound like he's, he's going to be there when the season starts. Wagner is aging. I mean, Jamal Adams, I think people are finally starting to realize the joke that this dude is. I mean, Zach brought something up before we came on the podcast, and it's do you try to move Adams to a linebacker spot? I mean, we have linebacker as their only like mid tier position. Wagner, obviously, still one of the best in the game. But again, he's aging, and Jordan Brooks was one of the tackle leaders this year. But with how much the defense was on the field, that might just be more of a hey, I was on the field for all of our defensive snaps every 30 seconds and I jump on top of the pile. Like I don't, we don't really know what the numbers are there. I mean, I personally don't just because I don't see a whole lot of Seahawk games, but this is clearly a team that next year has to, I think just get rid of Pete Carroll and, and start it all over because looking at this roster, maybe you pull out a couple wins or maybe you end up with the first overall pick, which I mean, you look at the teams that, we're competing for it this year. And it's like, oh, well, the Seahawks are clearly a level above. Well, not necessarily. I mean, looking at on paper, it's it's not all that far apart. The only positive I can say about you not having a first-round pick is Pete Carroll can't sit here and reach on a third-rounder. That's about the only positive here. In terms of free agency fits, though, we do believe that Penny will – probably be back in Seattle to match with Carson. Even if they do that, though, we think that maybe you bring in a third guy just because of the injury risk of both your starters. And we don't think Gerald Everett is going to be back. So if you want to stick with the same kind of offensive system, maybe you bring in a guy like David Njoku, uh, pass catcher, um, a guy who had dropped problems in the past, but seems to have straightened himself out within the last year. And given the Brown system had to learn how to run block. So he's not perfect, but he's definitely better than when he came out of, I believe the U when he came out about four or five years ago. 